0: Hey Google, play In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan.
1: Alright, playing the latest episode of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Out of control Here we go For to the pedal Till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll Yeah So there anything Get them Tigers To screeching Now beat them Check your flags Last lap Nobody can beat them It's just that It's a party Put it on in a carpool And hear us talk A lot of NASCAR In the audio Singing now we don't Just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here Yeah
0: We're in the mall the marbles oh we in the marbles in
1: the marbles hey everybody welcome to episode 90 of in the marbles with Soden ethan i am ethan you can find me on all social media platforms at viva ethan did you forget for a second? <laughs> I sure did. I was like, uh, man, I kind of brain farted there for a second. I said, "What? what's my handle, bro? <laughs> oh, man.
0: Uh, my name's so you can find me on X at Soda underscore Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. How's how's everything going? That's uh, good. That's good. We dodged tornadoes last night. We recorded on Tuesday. We dodged them on Monday night. and You know, everybody else, a lot of other people were out of power for like seven, eight hours around us we never lost it once so we were just right in the sweet spot everybody else had issues we didn't
1: there you go <laughs> yeah it sounds like you had an interesting monday night i certainly had a monday uh a very interesting monday night but first episode 90 who's the first that comes to your mind
0: i'm not going to let an episode go by where i have a chance to mention this, this dude's name and not mention it um Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle. In the number ninety uh is it Heilig Myers? I believe it black and like Teal number ninety. I believe it was uh ninety seven and ninety eight he drove that car in the cup series. But um yeah, that's that's the one I think of.
1: You know, you always gotta mention Dick Trickle if you get a chance. (laughs) Yeah. I call them Dick's tricks um, for whatever reason. I don't know why, uh, but yeah, I, I think when I think of 90, I always go to Elliot Sadler in the Xfinity series, racing okay. that city financial blue and white car. Um, In
0: reality, who I go for is uh, a little earlier than that. Like an er- earlier than even like Dick trickle, like probably 86, 85, 86, 87, somewhere in there. Um, Ken Schrader. The uh, only reason why I even know he did it is because I had a die cast of it. Oh. Um, Ken Schrader drove a blue and red number 90 for Judy Dunleavy. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that's usually the one I think of. Uh, back in the day, the uh, RCCA, they made cheap little 164 scales. It kind of like in the same packaging and stuff that the uh current uh 164 skills you buy online from lionel racing are and you know, the ones that actually have like the beer sponsors and things like that um mm-hmm. similar packaging to that they would they had three different series um that that came in those little packages they had i guess maybe they had more than that but they had a whole bush series set that came with it and i'm talking about like new Bush series like in 91, you know? So they had like a, a Bush series set that came. All they all came in those packages. They had a vintage NASCAR set. I remember getting a Ned Jarrett, a Ralph Earnhardt, Fred Lorenzen, all that. Um, And then they had like a late 80s set. So you would have the old Hardy, Thunderbird, Kelly Arbro, the number 90, um, Ken Schrader, the, three Wrangler car, you know, things like that. And I want to say they had a late model set too, but I could be wrong. About it. I might be thinking of racing champions with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the short track late model set at racing champions. That I'm thinking of, but all those little 164 scales, you could buy them for like $2. Yeah. You know, back, back then. And I had a little gas station right down the street here that sold them. Oh, wow. Nobody else sold them. They're not in Walmart. They're not... I mean, I didn't even know how to find these things anywhere else, honestly, because this is before internet. This is like mailing catalog junk back in the day, you know? And, yeah, yeah, this one gas station had a table full of them. And that was the highlight of my... You know, anytime I went in there, it was like the highlight of my day. (laughs) I go in there and I just... Roam through all the different ones. And I'd usually come out with at least one or two of them. And yeah, it's the weirdest thing. It's a random, wow. random find in a small town, you know?
1: No joke. That's that's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you went to the Chili Bowl last night. Yes. <laughs> so how was it? It was fun, man. Um, it was funny because I I had texted you asking if you wanted to record last night and you you know you were telling me about the weather problems that you were having and i, I texted you saying well i'm thinking about going down to tulsa and just checking it out cuz i have to work every day until saturday which is then saturday is the the actual chili Bowl race and it's over after that so i knew that last night was going to be my only my only real opportunity to drive down there and just kind of enjoy myself a little bit and yep. then after I texted you that and then you said, no, I can't record last night, um, I went outside and I noticed how bad our roads are because it's starting to snow and ice and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to the ch- – I'm not driving all the way to Tulsa. Not, right. not in this weather. And then uh, it was maybe 10 minutes after. I texted you. I got a phone like a phone call from a Texas number, and it turned out to be the same person that I've been helping out the last two years uh, for with the Tulsa shootout. And he asked me, he said, "Hey, is there any way that you can come down to Tulsa tonight and tomorrow night, which is last night and tonight, and help us try to get to Saturday?" Um, <laughs> I said, "Man, I don't know. I can't do it tomorrow night." You know because i have to work and stuff but i was like tonight's like my sunday so i was like i don't know like give me like 20 minutes and i'll you know i'll uh message you back and i immediately called jessica and jessica was totally fine with it she said go go do your thing um and i was still not convinced i was like man i just uh three hour drive man like and this i got this phone call at three o'clock in the afternoon Mm -hmm. So I'm like, man, it's going to be six, seven o'clock before I even get down there. I was like, man, this is, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do it. And then actually what sent me over the edge was Ryan Bollinger messaged me. And he was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta go do it. Like just who cares? Just go do it. So I was like, okay, fine. So I got dressed and I went, drove down there and stuff and, it was fun. um, what really it's frustrating when you get down there because there's like, you know three thousand race cars in this one building, and mm-hmm. you have no idea where your team's parked at. You know, there's only about twelve entrances that you can go through, and <laughs> it's like trying to trying to figure out where your car is and or where your team is. Um, but yeah, so it took me about thirty minutes to find our team. Uh, because i didn't know what car we were doing i didn't know if they changed the cars or whatever so out of all these <laughs> thousands and thousands of people that were just walking around i was looking for one person so i'm like oh my gosh but i was i don't know i was there for maybe four minutes five minutes and i i had walked past alex bowman NASCAR cup series driver i walked past uh david gravel world of outlaw dirt racer uh Justin Grant was there. I walked past him. I freaked out with that. And and then I saw Chase Briscoe. And then we I finally found our um pit, you know, our little area. So I, you know, just immediately they were telling me what's going on. So I was trying to figure all that out. And as soon as I got to them, it was off to the races, you know, no pun intended. So <laughs> um, but like the Chili Bowl is so Man, the Chili Bowl is just so there's not even a word for it. Like it's so intoxicating, like just being there and like smelling the smells and just seeing all the faces and like the familiar faces, especially with how much time I've been putting on the World of Outlaw uh, dirt game. Like you know those little videos that pop up and like they're like oh man you got a top five great <laughs> job yeah. you know like the the videos that you cannot turn off for yeah. anything um, I saw a lot of those people and a lot of those people I don't know so I couldn't be like hey so and so hey you, know, you, gave, I,
0: you gave me a thumbs up for a top five the other day
1: yeah what's up bro you know um but yeah there's a, especially obviously I I'm racing in the midgets and on my video game. So there was a, like pretty much everybody, um, from that video game was there and I'd walk past them and it was just like nothing, you know, nothing, no big deal. Uh, it was crazy. So, uh, it was a lot of fun, very challenging. Um, I, I quickly understand that I'm not, I don't know if, I don't know, it is third year in a row that, I had a little bit of an incentive of like, Hey, you help us and we'll, we'll make sure that you go home with X amount of money and stuff like that. And this is the third year. I never, I never got to capitalize on that payday, um, which could have helped immensely, but um, we were almost there. You know, the car was super slow. I mean, astronomically slow. Uh, We've worked on, it. I think we had uh f- four or five heat races and finally at the the last second i was like you know what let's let's try some stuff i know it's not it may or may not be legal um but i was like man let's just let's just see what it does well, at you some know, point
0: like, you know it's you know throw something at the wall and see if it sticks right because illegal yeah. or not yeah. you're gonna be going home Yeah, you know, maybe you'll get away with it yeah right?
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's kind of what happened. We um, and of course I'm not gonna say it, but <laughs> we uh, I I had this little thing up my sleeve, and I was like, I don't know how he feels about this, and so I went and talked to the driver, and I was like, Hey, man, um, what do you think about this? And he's like, uh, Yeah, we can, you know, I'm down. Like we can do whatever we need to. Um, so I was like, All right, cool. So we we you know sprinkle a little magic sauce on on the car and stuff and we uh, rolled out for the last chance qualifier Uh, started 14th out of 22 cars and they stopped the cars before they took the green flag Uh, it was a 30 30 lap uh, feature and they did tech before they took the green flag and they were making sure that uh, nobody had like certain like Bluetooth speaker and like anything in their ears, up their sleeves. No two way radio.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and then they even swapped radio receivers. Like they gave drivers all new ones. So like there couldn't be any sort of weird things going on. Somebody must've got
0: caught with something.
1: Well, uh, they didn't necessarily say anybody got caught, but they said that they, they learned this strategy from Tony Stewart in Eldora and then as soon as they learned about it, they were like, Oh yeah, we're doing that. So I was like, Oh, good deal. And I'm sitting in the stands and I am shaking. I'm like, Oh no. Cause they said <laughs> something about tech before, like right there where everybody could see it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm about to vomit. I don't know how many times I messaged, you know, Ryan or Jessica. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> this is not fun. Like I hate this. And then sure enough, they started rolling off and you know, with the, Four wheelers getting them, you know, going. And I was like looking around, like, okay, is our car? And sure enough, our car started and they didn't say anything. So I was like, holy moly. So we needed um we needed to finish third to advance to Saturday. So starting 14th, I <laughs> I did not have very much optimism going into it. I was like, oh well, at least it was fun. And then uh within like six laps, he went from 14th to eighth. And then there was a caution and then he went from eighth to fourth and I'm sitting there like, wait, Oh, oh hang on. Like, <laughs> Holy moly. Like this is, Whoa, you know, I like, I might be walking home or walking home. I might be driving home with 10 grand. Like that would absolutely cover, you know, the debt that I have from my surgeries from, you know, back in April. I was like, Holy crap. Like, Whoa. And then we were battling for third, in the preferred line and i was like holy crap we're gonna do this and we were following second place really closely and i at this point i'm thinking okay um how <laughs> how do we uh nonchalantly remove the little secret sauce that we have on our car bef- with without making it noticeable um before we roll into tech after this race if we finish top three um but unfortunately the car so we went the leader went high side uh second place went high side third place and uh, and us were side by side but we were on the outside so like we were behind two other cars on the high side and whoever was second like something happened like they cut their tire or something and we rammed them really hard and so i was sitting there i was like no no because at our local dirt track if you're involved with it you go to the back too yeah i was like oh no so sure enough the four-wheeler was there like pushing us all the way around the track a couple times and then they just pushed us to the pits and then our night was over at that point something happened with the radiator and we were done so um we only we were about six laps shy of making the actual like the full race uh i thought it was going to be really fun and i was i mean at that point i was like this is insane um but yeah unfortunately uh we were loaded up already before the last six laps finished so we were pretty much ready as soon as the race ended uh but before that last chance a main um i was walking past and i saw um chase briscoe talking to one of the photographers so i stopped and the guy that i was helping out last year he owns the car he does he wasn't racing this time uh it was his nephew and his nephew is like the same age as me uh so we were walking to the uh lineup and i saw chase briscoe and i was like you know would it be weird if i was a mark for a second just stopped and talked to chase briscoe and he's like no i don't think there's anything wrong with that so we sat there and we kind of just waited for him to get, you know, to finish the conversation he was having. And then like, I noticed like we were standing there for like 10 minutes <laughs> and I was like, gosh, we do, we got to go like whatever. So um uh, looked to a uh, crewman who was working on the fort, you know, you know Chase Briscoe's car. And I said, Hey, um, you know, I don't want to be that guy, but I kind of want to take a picture with Chase Briscoe is like, can I just approach him? And he's like, oh yeah man go ahead like the worst gonna say is get away well that's true so i walked up to him and i was like hey i i hate to interrupt you guys in conversation but man i'm a big fan do you mind if i you know get a picture with you and chase briscoe is so cool um he looks at my t-shirt or my sweat or my hoodie which is trd and he said man you need to get a ford sweatshirt (laughs) (laughs) bro not a chance. Am I getting a Ford? <laughs> no way. But is that what I told Chase Briscoe? Absolutely not. I said, yeah, man, I I need to. No way. If I'm getting a new sweatshirt, it's going to be a Chevy, a Chevy <laughs> logo. But, um, no, dude, it was really fun. It's just, man, those car rides home at like midnight, three hours away. It's getting really, yeah. really like touchy now. <laughs> the third time third year in a row i've had to make that miserable car ride home but yesterday was no exception because it as soon as i got on the highway dude it just started snowing like crazy by the time i got home it was a three-hour car ride i think um with all the snow and stuff it was easily five hours because you couldn't go very fast so finally got home couldn't even get into our driveway type thing. So I'm like, God dang, man, this sucks. And and I've been awake ever since. So, yay. Cool. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You hadn't and slept I to, at all. I know. And I have to work tonight. So mm. I'm just chugging these Mountain Dews. Like they're going out of style.
0: You're going to come home and crash.
1: Ooh, well, I, I can't because we're getting our doors fixed. Sometime tomorrow. I have no idea what time they'll be here. And if I go to sleep that tired i am not wait i'm not waking up to anybody knocking on the door so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's gonna be a terrible week
0: <laughs> man i feel for you i know mm-hmm. as I, I see some of some schedule like that with my wife because she's a nurse and she works overnights yeah so i mean i see some of it myself with with the stuff she does and i don't know how she does it right Oof. pretty crazy and those those long rides are probably not any better
1: uh with the result that happened too yeah i i'll tell you i can't even i if i'm being super honest with you i don't remember half of that car ride last night (laughs) at all (laughs) it was just you know because like have you ever been going on the highway and as a trucker i'm sure you have where like the snow is coming down really hard and then like your headlights make it look like you're in space and you're like traveling a thousand miles an hour and all Mm. these little planets are just passing you like i got motion sickness from it and i'm like oh like i started getting like dizzy and like the the thought of vomiting i'm like oh my gosh i'm in the middle of kwanahamalahara oklahoma like i can't i can't just pull over right now and just vomit on the side there's no shoulders in Oklahoma. It seems like so. It was, oh man, that that car ride is miserable.
0: I probably haven't driven through snow in 14 years.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Since I was
0: a trucker before then, and after then, I've never had the chance to drive through snow. Ice. Now I've driven on ice. Yeah, sure. We get more ice storms than snowstorms down here where I live. Mm-hmm. But, um. Yeah, it's probably been the winter of 08 to 09. You know, to the spring of 09 was the last time I drove, drove through snow. Wow. Just because I got off the road then, and ever since then, I've been mostly regional. So I stayed in the southeast with the occasional, I think I occasionally ran to Ohio, occasionally ran to Maryland, places like that, but I never really did in the winter you know, so yeah. Yeah. Unless it would just randomly be snowing in the middle of, uh, like midway up Louisiana one day, which it would occasionally, I wouldn't be driving through it. Wow. You know, think we're supposed to get some kind of wintry mix Monday night and Tuesday morning.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: No, no, <laughs> you don't want some of this. Well, Wintery, yeah. Wintery mix is just rain turning into snow. So the snow melts the minute the rain hits and it's, yeah, comes down as freezing rain. And that's not fun. Yeah. That's, that's the extent of it. I was counting it up in the car, uh, today when I picked up my kids and we were talking about the possibility of, uh, seeing some snow Monday night and Tuesday morning. Mm. And, um, I, the youngest was like, "Is it? It's like, oh, so it's gonna be snow on the ground?" And I was like, "No, no, it's, it's not gonna be snow on the ground." It, I, you want me to tell you how many times in my forty years I've seen snow on the ground here in Alabama, where I live in South Alabama? <laughs> I started counting them up. Five times. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was like I was four or five one year, and then it happened when I was nine and ten back to back, ninety three and ninety four in. February and March, respectively, oh, wow. it snowed. where it, We woke up to it the next morning. Wow. And then it happened when I was in seventh grade, and it happened about five years ago. That is it. That is the only time. And it lasts until the afternoon
1: when the sun comes out. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll uh, I'll go out and get a UP, uh, US, USPS box. I'll tape it up, and then I'll fill it okay. with snow. I've seen snow. Well, Don't, yeah. I mean, when we... we
0: for some reason, when me and my wife were truckers, when it was the summer, that company had us driving across Texas, Arizona, Southern California, all the I-10, all the way across the country and back, all the time. The highest we ever went was I-40. And for some reason, when the winter hit, we were on I-80 and I-90, majority of the time. And, yeah, I have seen plenty of snow. You know, I'm i fine. I've got a picture of uh, actually, it's it's at Donner's Pass in Northern California. I got a mm-hmm. picture of a rest area where there was a porta potty on the side of the road. The snow is literally halfway up the porta potty. Oh wow! Like it, like it was dug out. Like a truck went through and dug the snow out, so you could actually drive. The snow is halfway up the porta potty. Wow! <laughs> so I've I've seen plenty of snow. I'm. I'm not itching to, to to go driving and living in a place with that much snow again.
1: I didn't know if you are if you wanted me to shin, send you some so you can go out there at night and, you know, put it in, on the lawn so your kids can wake up with snow on the ground. It's not going to be very much. You know, we get good frost. So. <laughs> oh, there we you get, go.
0: We get some pretty good frost. Sometimes if you squint hard enough, it looks like snow. There you go. So it's, it feels like snow anyway. But yeah, that's... That's the extent of our winter, but we, um, we may be getting something Monday night and who knows, sometimes that stuff changes where it doesn't really come down in a wintry mix. It actually snows, but usually it doesn't stick. Like I've seen it snow more than I've seen it on the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe about 10 or 15 times I've seen it snow, like actual snow falling, accumulating and stuff like
1: that. But when it hits the ground, it melts. Right. Yeah. So. You know, so there's <laughs> one question that I f- I forgot to ask you last last week. Uh, since it, last week was the Is there a spider on my hat? I do not know. We're not on video call. <laughs> oh, I looked up at the bill of my hat and it looked like there was a spider, like a little baby spider, but I think it was just fuzz. Um anyways, so last week was the first episode of 2024 uh very excited about that one question i forgot i I asked you about your christmas and your new years but i didn't ask you do you have any new year's resolutions going into 2024
0: uh just to get back on keto like real strong i okay i have been the last uh six months or so i've been kind of off and on with it and i can tell i've gained 30 pounds back from it because i haven't been diligent you know, like when I started in July of twenty one, mm. I was two nineteen, and when I at my peak, I was one hundred fifty five pounds. Oh wow! With the yeah, but sixty five or so, I think seventy pounds somewhere in there, somewhere in there down. But um, yeah, and now I'm about half of that back. Oh, so, yeah, I need to. Other than just other than that, just making sure I get back on it and get real strict with it, like I was, because it works when you're strict, it doesn't work when you're not. So,
1: you know, yeah. other than that, not really. That's that's about it. Ah, I get that. I'm too. Two, I'm 225. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to
0: say? Uh, you're taller than me. Yeah, that's true. I am 5'5. Golly
1: <laughs> bro, geez Louise. That's uh so you know who David Gravel is, right? Mm. Uh World of Outlaw sprint car number two.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 Okay.
1: Yeah. So he's one of my favorite World of Outlaw racers. Um golly, one thing I was shocked about. Oh, and also Jesse Love, the newest mm-hmm. RCR Xfinity driver, he was there last night as well. And I saw him, I didn't get didn't get a chance to get a picture with him. But uh when I saw David Gravel walk right past me, the fact that I could see the top of his head standing up. Is wild to me. Like that man is so short.
0: That I just—I never. Yeah, that seems to be the, a running theme with race car drivers in general. There's only a couple that stand out that aren't like that right now. Like it didn't used to yeah. be that way. Like Richard Petty's not a short guy, right? You know, like none of the Petty's are short. Um, I don't think Daryl Walter was particularly short. Bobby Allison is not short by any means. I don't think Davey was short, but yeah, you know, Rusty definitely isn't. But then you got like kyle larson's short chase briscoe he's he's kind of short too uh chase elliott short a bunch of them they're real small like mark martin's the smallest one i ever saw but yeah um yeah i've noticed that when the pit reporters towering a foot and a half above them every time it's it's almost like jockeys
1: at a uh horse racing track you know honestly yeah it's kind of what it's what it's like i just i don't know like that's so surprising that i'm pretty confident i was taller than all those drivers that mm-hmm. were there last night you know and i'm like golly bro um well there's a reason they call them midgets yeah. <laughs> i'm
0: just it's, it's a joke
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to make the sound effects but that was that was a good one um yeah okay cool um Oh gosh, what was I going to say? Something in along those lines like totally sparked something I was going to say and I can't think of it now. Oh well.
0: Oh well. Uh let's go ahead and take a break. When we get back, I got a question from one of the listeners and then we'll talk about the couple of news things we have and not a whole lot really. There's not yeah. a whole lot going on this week. And uh we'll just get on out of here. Make it a re- relatively Relatively short episode, anyway. Yeah. See if we can keep it under an hour this time. We always go an hour and a half when we say that, right? But um, before we uh hear from some of the podcast friends, uh, I want you guys to check out SkinnyMixes I talk about it every week. Um, and I'm not kidding when I say I have a a a pantry full and a chef a shelf filled with probably about six or seven different flavors. I go back and forth with with different coffees that we make. Here at the house, they're um, they're most of them are sugar free. Some of them are just low calorie, low sugar, uh, keto even. Some of them have MCT oils for the keto lifestyle. They also have some uh, alcoholic mixes like uh, margaritas and daiquiris and stuff like that that are low calorie, low sugar, zero sugar probably most of them, and also some uh, water enhancements, kind of like the Mios. But they oh, have yeah. the little squirt bottles, the little Mio's. They have flavors that you can add to your water like that. And they they might not all come in little squirt bottles, but they come in the same type of tall bottle. And um, we use some of those too. Uh, my wife does. She used a particular flavor called Mermaid in uh, lemonade to make it have like a more tropical taste to it. She does that all the time. So um, you guys go check it out. I promise you're going to find something you like there. Skinnymixes.com. If you use the code MARVELS at checkout, you get 10% off your first order. at skinnymixes.com The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast.
1: Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favorite to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair.
0: Hi, I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about booze and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. All right, so we have a question this week. All right. From Jody. Ooh, Jody. He asks, I think this is probably going to be more for you because you... Know a little more about this guy than I do, honestly. I just—I mean, I know some. I just not a whole lot. But oh, you followed him closer to me, I promise.
1: Okay.
0: Um, as a John Hunter Nemechek fan, put my expectations for 2024 in the correct position. But what should he be expecting out of John Hunter Nemechek <clears throat> in, the, in the Cup Series, I assume,
1: in 2024? This is. This is one of those situations, right, where I would say, don't ask questions if you don't want to know the answer. <laughs> it's the team, um, right? I mean, for the most part. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean... I, <laughs> I mean... I love John Hunter Niemicek. I'm a massive fan, and I want nothing but the best for him. But I did see something on X earlier this week saying that Toyota was going to make Legacy Motor Club uh, top one tier. So that means like, um, you know, a couple times on this podcast, I've I've explained it in a way that like you have five or six different manufacturer series. So like, uh, or series, teams. So you have like for Chevy, you have hendrick rcr you have oh gosh help me out like three other teams so they'll they'll go track to house yeah track house yep um so they'll go to you know their top team which is hendrick they'll say hey guys how is everyone doing yeah like can we help you with anything and then they go to rcr and they're like hey guys great to see you they go to track house. Hey, how how is everyone? They go to I don't know Josh Buliak's race team, and they're like, what What do you guys want? You know what I mean? Like like what do you guys want? So that's not going to happen with Toyota. Toyota is going to give the same um, not advantages, but the same. What am I trying to say? They're going to give like yes, thank you resources. They're going to give the same resources to JGR. 2311 and legacy so i think honestly 2024 might be a breakout year for legacy motor club i don't i don't know if i would i don't know if i'd get that excited about this season but when it comes to talladega and daytona and possibly maybe atlanta i would get really excited if i was pulling for that driver in the number
0: 42 what are some tracks in particular that he as the driver does really well at Kansas is so he's mile and a half.
1: Yeah, mile and a half. Um I know and I'm this is coming back from like trucks and Xfinity. I don't remember too much um from when J- uh John Hunter Niemchek was in the cup series the first time just because like he didn't do very much just because of the equipment. Um so like you know watching his trucks and Xfinity Mile and a Half are, he's always super, super good. Uh, he pretty much burnt his whole car down doing a celebration at, I think it was Coda. Maybe not. Was that him that did that? Um, well, Zane Smith did it once. And then, oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Because remember, John Hunter Nemechek's sponsorship was that fire extinguisher and he pretty much lit his car on fire. So that was kind of funny. I don't know if it was Coda or not. But um, I mean, honestly, I think uh, I don't think John Hunter Nemechek going to have a bad year. I think um, I don't know if he's going to win. I would say. Huh.
0: Uh, OK, let me throw uh, this out there for you. Let me throw these out there for you. Will he get like maybe five, five to ten top 20s?
1: Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. Will he get th- five top 10s? is that about the limit
1: possibly
0: you think that's about the the threshold right there like five Mm -hmm. top tens
1: yeah oh i don't know five is such a big number like i don't know also you
0: gotta think you have six super speedway races if you count atlanta well that's true and you have two kansas races right yeah so that's eight shots right there and don't they go back don't they go to nashville this year too? Yes, and Iowa. Yes, I mean all these are really similar tracks. I know Iowa's a little smaller, but yeah, they're all pretty similar tracks. And then Vegas—that's a pretty similar track too. So he's got chances at these top tens if they if they work at it and get their stuff right.
1: Yeah, I mean I would say I uh, I think I won't go any higher than five top tens. Okay, he I think he could do it, but. It's really hard because like you don't know how heavy and hard freaking Toyota's gonna come for mm-hmm. 2024, you know. Um and I feel like there's even though if like you don't mean to, I feel like there's always gonna be that hi Joe Gibbs, how's everyone doing? How's my favorite team? How's every oh hi twenty three eleven? And then you're like, Well, hi you know though,
0: you know, they got a new they got a new player though, they got Jimmy Johnson. That's, I, I don't know. That's like the new toy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, that's that's a big name that all of a sudden come on your team. And yeah. I'm I'm imagining you're going to want to be throwing what you can at that big name. You yeah.
1: Know? I think uh, uh, out of Legacy Motor Club, not just John Hunter Nemechek, I think the one that's going to have a better year is probably Eric Jones. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know why I he's, think that. Well, he's
0: capable of winning a race or two once a year.
1: Yeah, he's so, the, yeah. he's the Austin Dillon of that team. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
0: <laughs> um, how about this for a hot take? Because I just—it's like the the writings on the wall. You see it so much with uh-huh. a a new team or a team like changing something big like that getting that momentum, a new team coming in, something like that. You saw it with RFK. You saw it with Dodge when they come in. There's so much. You saw it with Danica Patrick when she come in for the first time. It's just something about new teams or teams finding something new and it all gelling right out the gate, especially at somewhere like Daytona. Legacy will sit on the pole at Daytona.
1: Oh, really? You can
0: see it, can see it happening, can't you? Can't you? No. I really story wise, <laughs> I see it happening.
1: Oh, I man. really. That see would that be really. Happen. That would be really fun. Like, I'm not against it. I didn't just don't did do that just a couple of years ago?
0: I mean, um, if they didn't sit on the pole at Daytona or sit on the front row, didn't they? Like, they they won their
1: both of those qualifying races. Yes, they won they, both of their. They were at least third um, and fourth. <laughs> yeah, because Hendrick has had the front row for like what six years in a row or something. That's that's true. That's true. Um, but yes, you're right. RFK definitely won both of their Daytona qualifying races. I think that was last season. Was it last season? No, I think it
0: was the season uh, before that because last maybe. year, because it was the season he went winless. Okay, yeah, then that was 2022.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, it was the first year of the, the new car.
1: No, Busher won 2022 at uh, Bristol. Was that? No, that was
0: this year. Yeah, I think that was this year.
1: Good lord!
0: Yeah, I think Busher won three times this year, but or 2023. But he didn't win. Nobody won in 2022. That was the big joke. They didn't. They were. They did so good at Daytona in the qualifying races, and then they fell off the face of the earth until the end of the year when they actually started stringing together a top ten here and there i 2023. Oh. They came on strong. No, maybe I, maybe maybe he did. I and looking thinking back at it. Maybe he did win Bristol. Um, actually, I think you're right because I think uh, some of us picked Busher at Bristol this year for the fall race yeah. because he had won the year before. So I think yeah, you're right. It was right about that, but that was the lone, like, shining moment of that whole team all year long, except for the qualifying races of Daytona.
1: Yes, you are right. Um, that was the only win that they had in 2022 was the Bristol night race. And the only reason that like didn't sound right is because it might be a fantasy cup prize this year. <laughs> Who knows? You're sitting there with a car in front of you. You're like, did he win that? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's not here yet. It should be okay. shipped out next week or you
0: know, so. Lionel race. And that race happened in,
1: 2022 and you just now shipping out. Mm. Well, there's a reason why it's taking so long. It's do a lot of craft. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, those normally take a little bit longer as well.
0: Man. Um, did you see <laughs> that little did you see that picture I posted on the uh in the marbles account? The uh Lake Speed number 83?
1: Oh, yes, I did.
0: Yeah without the sponsor on it
1: yeah it, oh it, yeah. It's a, yeah it's
0: a real picture by the way it was like when sponsorships go bad like that's an actual paint on the car yeah right and you just put the i think purex i think yeah. it was a sponsor you put that over the the you know the paint because back then that's what they they painted those cars like that you know, right most part and Sponsor didn't pay. They took that. They took it off. Golly, <laughs> man, had a really pretty car. But it was no sponsors on it. And the joke was, well, if Lionel Racing Mason Mason made this car today,
1: this is what it would look like. I mean, I I love Lionel Racing, but you're not. I mean, have wrong. you seen
0: their? Yeah, have you seen your seventy five win set? There's not a sponsor in any of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, like. Some action, of that is just the weird. old action would have never done that. You know, I don't know, I don't know what the difference is between action and Lionel Racing. I know Lionel Racing is owned by Action, correct? Or is Lionel Racing own Action? Uh, I'm gonna Some, be really honest. I yeah. was not paying attention. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Lionel Racing owns Action or if Action owns Lionel Racing. I believe Lionel Racing
1: owns Action.
0: Well, that would make more sense because the old Action would never do the kind of stuff that they do to those diecasts. Yeah. They would never leave off sponsors. They would never cherry pick
1: mm-hmm.
0: what they're going to do like that. They would always put the correct sponsors on there. they find a way to do it. Yeah. I, I never remember any Action car not being completely accurate when it comes to that kind of stuff. But yeah. man, it's like just I, I almost hate seeing uh, classic NASCAR stock cars come up on Lionel Racing's page that have sponsors. Like if you want to do some like 75 and older, you know, maybe even 78, 79 and older when they don't have these big, massive, you know, maybe not even any Winston Cup decals or anything like that. They don't have these uh, major corporations sponsoring the cars. You know, like yep. a 1972 Richard Petty. The only thing on there is going to be uh, STP. STP is in the in the thing. They'll they'll put that on a car. Mm-hmm. But anything before like late seventies and up, yeah, sure, go ahead, go. You know, put all that stuff on there you want. But anything like eighty and later, I almost cringe thinking about what that car is going to end up looking like.
1: Right. Just because I grew up with something so much better. Well, speaking of Lionel Racing, so I, I was tr- desperately trying to um, s- stay awake on my wa- on my ride home last night, and I have a question for you um, that I don't even really necessarily want to ask because it's a pretty it's a pretty gross thing to to talk about, or t- I, I guess to admit. Uh, but I was sitting there and I was thinking, like, man, I'm always looking for a reason to add to my diecast collection um and i think i figured out that out of all the drivers that i meet i think i'm going to collect their first cup win diecasts nothing more not their second you know just their first so like ty gibbs still has to win in cup Haley deegan not even there yet um, Harrison Burton, <laughs> it's a long shot, but you know what? Talladega, it, it, anything could happen. Obviously, Kyle Bush, I do not have that auto club car, but I will definitely add it. Um, Josh Berry, how cool would that be if he got a win this season? Um, Austin Dillon, I don't even know what his first win was in the Cup Series. Oh, I don't either. Um, and then Chase Briscoe. So I did, I kind of. I kinda did something and I took that Chase Briscoe Elite Phoenix race first ever win out of the <laughs> out of the uh fantasy cup stuff. So I have to replace that with something. <laughs> but I mean just based off of like I'm I'm looking, I have all the screenshots of all the upcoming um prizes that we have for 2024 and like there's some really cool stuff that we're gonna be given away or you know uh throughout the fantasy season which i am so excited about i'm also uh
0: one point i want to do a uh retro prize pack okay you know i i have i'm looking right now i have a stack of four um three or four stacks of uh cards from early and mid 90s And I also have a deck of playing cards. They're Dale Earnhardt Jr. Number eight Budweiser playing cards.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: And I'm all the time going to these little random, you know, antique malls and things like that. And old NASCAR stuff from the early nineties is really cheap. Mm -hmm. So it would be cool to find, uh, maybe a Jeff Gordon piece or something and throw in there, a Dale Earnhardt piece, throw in there, you know, uh, just any real big, you know, a uh, player from the early, mid, late 90s when mm-hmm. all that NASCAR merch was coming out in the late 90s yeah. and early 2000s. There's so much stuff out there and it's yeah. for nothing at these antique malls. And I was thinking about just taking 20, 25 bucks and just filling a little basket and ship it off as like a hodgepodge reward. I think that would be kind of neat because you never know what you're going to get out of it. Right. I think that'd be fun anyway. Yeah, um, I know it don't compete to you know diecast, but yeah, that's all right.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I think that's a great idea. I love that idea. Um, we
0: have a little bit of news to talk about. Yes, and we'll probably get on out of here.
1: Uh, first off, your guy has a new sponsor. I mean, yeah. How many sponsors does this guy have? <laughs> I, he has a lot of sponsors. Um, I've never but- heard of it. Have you, have you ever seen Rebel
0: uh, Bourbon before? I have not. I haven't. Either. I gotta look for it.
1: Yeah, but it was announced earlier today that Rebel Bourbon will sponsor Kyle Busch in multiple NASCAR Cup Series races between 2024 and 2025 season. Uh, their first race as primary will come this year's Spring Richmond race. Okay.
0: So kind of makes sense virginia with bourbon i mean i don't know i kind of feel like that fits you reckon that's kind of a regional bourbon to that area i mean i don't know i I don't know I, I, i don't remember ever seeing it anywhere but i don't often go you know memorize every bourbon label on the shelf either but
1: yeah i i have no idea but i'm excited about it i mean the the paint scheme doesn't look too bad um maybe come i know out my with friend
0: special richard childress kyle bush bottle
1: <laughs> yeah and i mean to buy it <laughs> because i don't know if rowdy energy is even a thing anymore so like nobody talks about it and there's like their social media pages are just dead so i have no idea what's going on with that so maybe that's uh that could be a new thing, I guess. But I bet you can mix it with your skinny mixes. Bourbon? I don't
0: know. Uh, I'll just If I mix it, I'll just put some Coke Zero in it. <laughs> oh, Something there you
1: go. Like <laughs> well, then forget that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's news going on with Kyle Bush, But um, also, Bubba Wallace announced that he has a new sponsorship. Not a new, but an older sponsorship of him when he was in the 43. Um, the Air Force is going back to Bubba Wallace and the 2311 uh, car. So that's pretty cool, I guess.
0: Yeah. Some of his, the best paint schemes that he's driven that weren't like just Richard Petty clones were like the, the battleship gray. Yeah. You know, bomber cars with the, like the teeth, like the, 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 you know what I'm talking about? It's that classic airplane. Look, these old bombers, they had the, the mouth on the side of them, the angry eyes and the teeth, the sharp teeth mm-hmm. that those were some of the best look. I think he even put like rivet rivets in the car, didn't he? Like what in the, the wrap actual, it, it looked like uh, plates riveted yep. together. It sure did. Yeah. That's, that's the neatest paint job he's had in his entire career to me, except, except for maybe some Richard Petty clones, but even so that's, it's hard to beat that, that kind of paint job. Maybe we'll see it come back. If we do, are you going to buy the diecast? No. Um, (laughs) Good deal. (laughs) I'm thinking of it. Actually, it might be hard to bring that paint job back because the numbers are where the mouth is now.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah, that paint job's done. It can't come back now.
1: Because you can't put it on the back. That's so stupid. Yeah. (laughs) That that number placement, man, it has ruined so much. (laughs) (laughs) They they do
0: look, you know i s- i joined this uh i don't know why i i don't know why i did it but i joined this davy allison uh, page on facebook just like a little group that a bunch of people just put random pictures of davy allison and half of them put pictures of a 28 texaco car and it's not davy allison they say davy allison like, no it's not <laughs> um i know which cars are ernie irvin and which cars are davy allison that's not davy allison shut up um and I was, I get talked to about that too. When I do that, there's plenty of people to point them out to be wrong, but they, they did a, uh, somebody did a custom die cast of the, uh, the, like our car, our car, our logo car, the white baby Allison car. Yeah. And had like the Chrome numbers and everything on it. Right. Yeah. And, They did all the contingencies and the numbers in the right place and the sponsor in the right place. And it looks fantastic. It does. I know exactly what you're talking about too. Yeah. The cars look amazing when they're painted right. Or I guess when the stickers are in the right place, but you don't ever see that on these cars because the very first car you ever saw painted up, was that Kurt Busch car number 45 and the numbers were up by the front wheels. Yeah. Like you never see the number placement being moved. I wish NASCAR on throwback weekend would say numbers have to be in the center of the door. I wish they'd make it because most of these uh, older paint jobs, they, they go with that number placement. Yeah. Or at least let, let it be open. You know, you can put it in one of two places. If you're doing a throwback, you're allowed to put in the middle of the door. I mean, what harm is that going to do? Right. Is not like you won't be able to spot the car on the track? Oh, I can't find the number. Where is it at? You know, I think nobody's that stupid. Right. Just because it's moved back, you know, what, two feet, three feet, whatever. But I feel like they should do that on the throwback weekends or the all-star race or something. Have it optional where you can put it where you want to if it fits your throwback or fits the sponsor or the paint job you want to do on the on that kind of stuff. But anyway. So, um there's two more things I want to talk about. One is um did you see this? I, I I saved a picture of it. I'm gonna ask you if you saw this. There was a where is this picture? Here it is. There was a post on Twitter and somebody I don't know who this dude is <clears throat> Jeff Striegel is that he, or is he?
1: Hmm. I have no idea
0: yeah I don't know either um he has a name that sounds familiar but maybe it's just because I see it on Twitter all the time um he yeah. proposed and uh, he's got no authority or anything he said, like, I feel like this could be fun you know how Msa does like three or four different series in one big race, right? Oh, and You yeah, have yeah. top, you know, winning class cars and you have the overall winner, right? This guy says you should have a NASCAR, a like a true NASCAR, maybe like a, a playoff all-star race, an exhibition race at the Daytona Road Course. You should qualify them all as one group so they start where they start. If a truck's on the pole, Xfinity's second, Cup's third, whatever. You start where you start. Line them all up and go. 50 laps. One overall winner. And you'll have two other class winners. You'll have the Cup playoff teams from the year before, 16 teams. The Xfinity playoff teams, 12 teams. And the truck playoff teams, 10 teams. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Put them all together in one race and go for 50 laps. Wouldn't hmm. that be interesting? I would be.
1: I would be very interested in that.
0: I've always been curious to know if you throw those cars at uh, Daytona or Talladega, what would happen? Like if you put them all together at ta- at Talladega and like actually drafted in groups, I'm really curious to know what would happen with these cars.
1: I think that would be very interesting. Like, I don't, I don't think it would be. I don't. I like. I. I feel on like road course sessions.
0: Sections. I feel like the cup cars would dominate. Right, but if they got on the super speedways, I think the cup, cup cars are last.
1: I, I, it's hard to disagree with you for sure. I mean, because
0: trucks don't have the horsepower, so they they actually do got pretty good horsepower though. But they just uh, they have that big boxy vehicle. I feel like Xfinity would blow everybody away on the on the super speedways.
1: Yeah, they definitely could. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't it be interesting? If you and if you put them on the short track section, Cup would be awful again too.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, they would. They would be absolute last on short tracks for sure.
0: What a what a neat idea. I don't know if they'd ever do that, but NASCAR does own IMSA, and that is their format. So, uh, you know that would not be. That'd just be neat. Yeah, I'd rather see funny. that than a clash at a lost Vegas. I can just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, that is mm-hmm. in uh, as this podcast drops. That is in three and a half weeks. Wow, three and a half weeks, February fourth. We're gonna see cars on track. Yes, all the twenty twenty four glory.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm very very excited about that. Five and a half weeks to Daytona. Oh, <laughs> that's still a handful, bro. Are, are oh. we? Are,
0: is everybody out there ready for their picks?
1: They been yeah, thinking hey. about
0: some things. I mean, you don't have to pick right now. Obviously, see see what qualifying does. See what the races do. The the qualifying races. You're going to have two fifty lap races with these guys to see how they're going to handle at Daytona. Not always an indication because the t- the front row doesn't always tend to race that hard at these things, but. It's a good indication to see who's going to do what. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and those are usually Thursdays, Thursday nights before the Daytona Five Hundred. So,
1: yeah, we're we're there, man. We're we're almost there. And also, don't forget that um, I know you and I haven't really sat down and talked about the um, if you guess the champion, you get fifty points type thing. Uh, but we'll we will definitely have something figured out mm-hmm. by next episode yeah we'll have something
0: out with that um yeah. it might not be as detailed and in-depth as um as we had talked about before it might just yeah. be as guest champion but we'll 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 figure something it might not even be 50 points that's a lot that's an entire race you know, <laughs> maybe it, Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah i know but that was also me throwing out the top four too
1: yeah. Okay.
0: yeah, but if you just do one of them, maybe it's a 25-point bonus.
1: I, I don't know. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll figure it out. Yeah, for sure. I am also on um, this weekend, so I have to work tonight, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Monday, I will be going and getting the uh, 2024 notebook all situated. So we have three more spots until we are completely full. So mm-hmm. go keep on telling your your cousins and your friends and your dogs and your aunts and your pet rocks and whoever else you think would want to join our fantasy cup we have three more slots splot, spots, spots uh before that's all finalized um and don't forget that we have a prize for the Daytona 500 which we're 5 weeks away we are probably shouldn't even be talking about it right now but the uh, Richard Petty diecast the autographed 124 scale diecast so yeah, it's really important to get those to start kind of doing a little bit of research now.
0: Yep, five more episodes, day. Yeah, so that put it in perspective: five and a half weeks, but just five more episodes.
1: Yeah,
0: so we don't have that much more time to talk about it. Uh, it'll be interesting in the next few weeks to see, the next couple of weeks really to see all the news start coming out. They're already paving the track at the Coliseum. Yep. They're getting that ready right now. I saw pictures of that. Um. One more thing we'll talk about real quick and uh, we'll get on out of here. We'll uh, and we'll discuss a little bit about the uh, the belt also that we uh, are going to have made for this year's uh, actually. Tell you, let's go ahead and discuss that a little bit. Right OK, now. the the championship belt. We want to go ahead and put that out there. I think we have decided we're going to try to go ahead and go through it. Yes. Um, I am concerned that we might not make the, uh, like the bottom line for it. And I hate to see people have to shell in more money than they, than they really need to be shelling in because of it. So I would love it if everybody that is in it would, would help and participate with it, it's going to be $10 a person. This is not a buy-in for the, the thing. It's not a, absolutely not a buy-in for the thing. And if you don't want to participate. In the actual, like, getting the belt and holding it for a year and shipping it to somebody else and all that, because it's only going to be one belt. It's going to be a yearly thing. The yearly thing is going to be a trophy. But if you don't want to participate in in something like that, let let us know and we won't, we just won't ship you the belt initially. But because we don't want you to have to do something you don't want to do, we're not going to force you to do anything. Right. But anybody who is interested in it, Uh, If everybody does it right now, it's going to be $10 per person to collect into a pool and get this championship belt ordered. Um, Chances are it's probably going to go to one of us first to see how it looks and make sure it meets our standards, you know, that we like it. And then it's probably going to go to our current champion (laughs) so he can have some time with it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that seems only fair. Right. Right. But, um, uh, Drew Vinsel is the one really, uh, pushing with this and, uh, we appreciate everything. He's already looked up how much it's going to be and all that. We just got to come up with a design for it. It's going to be pretty basic, but it's also going to be a championship belt that you want. Yeah. Right. Um, I have a PayPal I don't have anything else personally uh, on my end. I have a PayPal that you guys can send $10 to if you want to contribute. Just put a little note on there for the belt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, just, just say it's for the belt or in the marbles or something like that. <clears throat> just so I can pick it apart from any other transactions on my PayPal. Um, if it's anything other than PayPal, message me. And we'll figure something out. It might go directly to Drew because he's got a Venmo. I just don't know his Venmo. Um, but PayPal for me, go ahead and write it down, whatever you need to do. Dunlap Racing53 at Yahoo.com. That's Dunlap D U N L A P Racing. R-A-C-I-N-G 53 at Yahoo.com. That is my PayPal, my personal PayPal. I don't have a. we don't have a, a show PayPal. We just never set that up. Um, And I'll keep all that money separate. And if it winds up not happening, I'll be sure to send it back to whoever it goes to. Right. But I'm fairly sure this is going to happen because it sounds like people are willing to pick up the slack of those that might not want to participate. And I understand if you don't. It's a buy-in on something that's supposed to be free. You don't have to do this to play the Fantasy Cup. Right. This is, this is something... So we can trade a, like a, a a championship belt around for the winner, you know, just something fun to do on the side. That's what this is all about. Um, so if you will, if you're interested in doing that, send the $10 to that PayPal with a note saying it's for the belt and the marbles, something, something that's going to get my attention. Mm -hmm. And I'll keep that aside. And when we get the money we need, we will send it to drew. Drew will get that thing ordered. We'll work with him on it. We'll get a, one of our logos will be on that belt somewhere. Yeah. And it'll get made and we'll see how it turns out. And in the meantime, I'm going to be making a trophy.
1: Yeah. And hopefully so,
0: have the trophy by April or May too. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So just to like, realitify what Soda just said, uh, um, this is not a, you know, pay to come in and, and, Uh, play with our fantasy cup like the fantasy cup stuff is completely free all you have to do is just say you want in just like everyone has um what we're talking about is the championship belt which i know we've gotten some new listeners here in the last couple weeks especially from my hometown i actually have quite a few that came up to me and said oh i love the podcast um so what we're what we're saying is that every year for the fantasy cup you will win an actual championship trophy that is yours to keep for years and years and years to come. What we're also trying to do is get a, a wrestling championship belt that will get shipped to you if you win the championship and then you hang on to it until there's a new champion and then you ship it to the new champion. That is the $10 we're talking about to get that championship belt made um, and you know shipped out and stuff. So Just to make sure that everyone's understanding that because like we've been preaching that, you know, this is no Patreon, no subscription, no monthly payment, nothing like that to join our fantasy cup. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the championship belt. If you don't want to participate with it, I know. I know there's a lot of people that are not big wrestling fans um, that listen to our show so or that are in the fantasy cup so if you guys don't want to participate that's totally fine just let us know
0: we have a local track that uh their championship trophies at the end of the year their championship belts that's awesome so that is awesome i am really mad that the track that i uh drove at all the time didn't do that but i'm also i never won a championship of the track the best i did was finish third so um it wouldn't have mattered anyway, but I would have had extra incentive, I swear. Yeah. To win a championship belt. I mean, how cool, right? Right. Um, one note real quick, and we'll do go ahead and do the show closes. Uh IROC is back. Yeah. Apparently, Ray everingham and I forget who he partnered with to do it, but Ray everingham has bought the name and rights and license and all that of IROC with the intention of putting on Exhibition IROC races. Do you remember anything about IROC?
1: I remember um, one time they were racing and Mark Martin won. I do not remember anything about that series just because I was so young that I thought it was the great value version of NASCAR. So I couldn't I couldn't read very well, so I I didn't know what the names were on the side of their car. Like I I didn't it just didn't connect in my brain. So I thought this was like Germany or Russia or somewhere else other than the United States. Mm -hmm. Like acting like it was NASCAR. I didn't know it was actual NASCAR drivers. Um, So I'm excited because now I get to experience it 20 you know 2024 uh now that i know what i rock is and what it was and what it stood for um never i guess like never having that opportunity to like actually appreciate it when it was here in its prime uh now i get that opportunity so i'm i'm actually kind of excited about it but i'm not um i'm not really getting my hopes up about I can, it but i, I
0: can I, tell you I this it's going to be better in SRX. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have actually been to a couple of IROC races live. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they raced in when I was a kid. Uh, the whole history of IROC is really neat. Uh, I think it started in the uh, late 70s or early 80s or something like that. And you had Formula One drivers, Indy drivers, you had like Andretti, uh, AJ Foyt, um, Kelly Yarrow, David Pearson, Richard Petty. You had all sorts of names that never really ever raced together. You know, like Fittipaldi and all this. And they're all racing ro- like Road America or something like that in, in these things. Or they're racing Daytona. And they raced all sorts of different tracks. When I was a kid, uh, and they actually started off, I think, in Porsches. Oh. Way back in the day. And then I think it went to Firebirds in the early nineties. When I was a kid, it was Firebirds and they only raced at Daytona, Taudega Michigan. And there was one more. I can't remember. I cannot remember which one it was, but it wasn't a road course. Maybe Atlanta might've been. It sounds right. Sounds right. It sounds like it was Atlanta, but like the old oval configuration, Atlanta. That they race four races a year. And you said you saw Mark Martin win. Mark Martin was the king of IROC. Yes. He he won more championships in IROC than anybody else did. If there's anything that he was never second in, it was it seemed like it was IROC. I mean, I don't know if he won all the races. I I really don't think he did win a whole mess load of races, but he sure was consistent enough he won all the championships. Right. Um, Interesting note. I might have said this on the show. I'm not sure. In 93, there was one more race left on the IROC schedule. That, um, after Davey Allison died. Davey Allison had competed in three IROC races and he was the points leader when he died. The rules for IROC say that somebody can take the place of that driver and Represent that driver so that driver can gain points for the replacement. You know, like the replacement, you know what I mean? The replacement gains points in the name of the driver he's replacing. Yes. Terry Labani filled in for Davy Allison. So he drove the car with Allison's name on it, drove it around to, I think, a sixth place finish. I think they had 12 cars. And he drove to like maybe fourth or sixth, somewhere in there. And he won Davy Allison's only championship. He is officially a 1993 IROC champion.
1: Yeah, isn't that neat? That is really neat. It's mm-hmm. very risky, you know. But yeah, that's that's awesome. I love that. Risky? What, what do you mean? Uh, I mean, so you have to understand that I, <laughs> I uh, when I when I think of Terry Labonte, I think of 2004, 2003 Terry Labonte. So like he wasn't. Oh, as, no, in see, this prime, is 93. <laughs> 93 like I take that back 93 yeah. he was pretty fast.
0: Yeah, he was he was pretty decent in 93. Um maybe not as good as he was a couple years later, but he had already he won him a championship in 84. Uh he had just started I think he just moved over to Hendrick in 94 or 93. It was 93, wasn't it? No, no, 93 he was Ricky Rowe was at the 5. 94 Ricky was at the 10, so he moved to Hendrick in 94. So there's still something there with Terry. I think he was in the 14 Kellogg's car back then. Gotcha. But, yeah, and and he didn't win by any means, but he got enough points where Davey Allison was declared the champion. Yeah, so, he survived. Yeah, and to this day, that's awesome. And if Ray Evernham owns IROC, I hope he comes out with a 1993 IROC champion Davey Allison T-shirt. Yes. Because <laughs> I would buy the mess up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and for the record, it's uh, Ray Everham, and I had to look it up, but it's Rob Kaufman, who is a former MWR co-owner. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> uh, you know what this means? <laughs> it means rocket fuel. Well,
0: <laughs> and, it, and it'd be legal if it's the whole thing. Good Lord. But, um, yeah, I, I saw some really fun IROC races. I remember... I talked about it on here one day. Kenseth Kane or Kenseth. um, Steve Kenser, the world of outlaw, Steve Kenser. Yeah. Before he started driving in the cup because he started driving cup series uh, for a minute. Yeah. In the number 26 Quaker state car. So before he was doing that, he was out there at Talladega. I can't imagine what was going through his mind going 200 miles an hour like that with these guys. But on the last lap, he went from nearly last to inches away from winning that race. Like he finished second by like thousands of a second. Right. Because everybody was in one giant pack. It was 12 cars. Everybody was in a big pack together. And he worked his way through all that in one lap and nearly won the whole race. And we, I remember we were all on our feet saying, Oh my God, look what he's doing. You know, um, really, really fun series. When I was a kid, uh, I never missed it. I, n- I never missed a single race of it, but, um, and then there's some classic moments where like Dale Earnhardt and Dale junior were in a race together. It was their first yeah. time in a race together, I think, except for a uh, Japan. Yeah. I think they had Japan race first, but this one, they were actually competing for a win against each other. And Dale Earnhardt roughed up Dale jr. Coming to the checker flag <laughs> and wound up winning the race. But, uh, just memorable moments like that. It's fun to see that, that brand back. Yeah, for sure. I'm very excited about it. Uh, okay, let's go on through the podcast drafting partners real quick, hey, and we'll get really, out of
1: here. F- really fast. Did you mm-hmm. see the uh, Stuart Haas Racing's new logo? I, I don't guess I did. Oh, you haven't? I don't think so. Okay, then I'll put that on the list for ninety-one episode ninety-one <laughs> to talk about because. Okay. It,
0: yeah, I'll I'll get a look at it and uh, study it, and I'll, I'll we'll come back at episode ninety-one to talk about it. Okay. All right. One shout out: uh, fully Posable wrestling figure podcast, and also a side project to Scott on that show, Drunk Wrestling History. Not how much of a side project it is anymore. It's it's been going for a while. Um, Positively Pro Wrestling podcast, new shows every single week. It seems uh, really good, fun, retro. You know, deep dive back into some older shows and things like that. Howling with the Wolf and Jason Wolf and his Chop Shop. He just showed off some really cool stuff today. I wish I was. Buying more of his stuff, I'm just not in the place to do that right now. But I highly recommend anything he has. See if you can get in on that chop shop, see if you can commission any artwork from him. Excellent, excellent dude. Uh, see if I can pronounce this. This, the Stefano, no, I, just can't, I can't, I can't, I, I can say it until I try to say it. Ah, this, the Stefanos. <laughs> the Stefanos Disney. I'll just say the Stefanos Disney there. Okay. I'll just call it that. Um, I hate that because I, I, I can never pronounce his name. And if I, if I try to pronounce, I can't never pronounce his name. It's yeah. So stupid. Well, it's well, not, well, it's
1: well, not, it's well, not,
0: it's not that hard. I can say it, but he throws nose on the end of it. And it's, uh, oh, my brain can't do it. I don't know what's going on with, but is it Dustin that's the fan of disney that's it that's the fan of disney okay you said it now i can say it. that's the fan of disney all right that's the fan of disney that's what it's called i really hope i ain't making him mad by doing that i don't i don't even know if he listens but i really hope i don't make him mad by doing that i just for some reason my stupid brain doesn't communicate the right word with with the mouth and it doesn't come out right
1: Listen, uh, welcome to my world yeah. pal. <laughs> i get it
0: you you said a word earlier. I meant to ask you about it, but you didn't uh but I forgot it. You oh. said a word earlier. You're I think you're trying to say to reiterate what I was saying. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think you said like ritterfy or something like that, to ridify what he's saying. I'm like, what on earth?
1: <laughs> I think yeah. that's the word
0: you use. So like that. I almost looked it up. I was like, what is ritterfy? I have no idea what that word oh, is. Oh, I said
1: to realitify.
0: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> realitify or ritterfy, something like that. <laughs>
1: Right <laughs> what was I saying? God, That's so funny. I was I actually knew it going into saying the word, and then I was like, just, just go with it. If, yeah, I want to see if anybody catches it. Oh, <laughs> so I caught funny. it. I caught it. I'll make sure everybody goes back and listens to it
0: too. <laughs> um, but this Stefano's Disney. Okay. I'm jealous for what he's doing. Uh, we actually have a Disney trip we actually bumped it up a month because they came out with a new promotion. They, they have this thing called a dining plan. I'd love to go full, full force on a podcast talking about this one day, but you have to get a really particular audience to have any interest in this, but they have this thing called a dining plan, which in itself is not really, um, worth the money, so to speak, because they have different types of food. You got like snack credits, meal, uh, Quick service credits and table service credits where you have like a sit down restaurant and you have like just like the fast food out there and then you have little snacks and all this stuff. You can get one per day per guest of each of those and it costs like ninety five or so dollars a day for each person and we have five in our family. So you're looking at a six day trip. On that dining plan, or, or seven nights, so seven days, seven days worth of that—way too much money, right? A lot of food and way too much money. Not spending that, right? But then they say, "Well, if you have this vacation for this many nights at one of the Disney hotels, we'll give you the dining plan." Oh, wow. so is it, is it uh, what's what's my dates? Oh. it's two weeks after the cutoff of that promotion no it's not i'm moving the dates to the middle of the of the month before so now we're two weeks to the good there you go so yeah not only that uh with you know the changing kind of move some things around we were able to get an extra park day and we're spending a little bit more money but we're also saving probably two and a half times what we're spending more of there you go. Because we're going to get a lot of food now that we don't have to worry about paying for, so it's it's so many little details like that you got to, you know, you got to look at, and it's it's interesting to see all these different things, and I think they got annual pass ho- passes, and they can't take advantage of that that plan that that deal right there, and it's you know it's a trade off though they get like different perks for annual passes. I wish we could get annual passes. That's what I was I'm so jealous that. They have annual passes, but we don't go down there enough to really justify it. I don't have enough off time or work to do that, but um, go check them out. If you're interested in anything, Disney, they have some cool little short YouTube shorts coming up. They're all on YouTube. Uh the Stefanos Disney. Really neat. They're just getting going. Go check them out. Who you got, Ethan?
1: yeah first up breaker and bane's power hour hopefully we will hear some news from them very very soon uh in the meantime saturday morning rumble wheel with brian breaker and daniel cross tb toy cast with brian breaker and jeff toon filling in for our friend travis fowler uh go listen to the archives if you know it's fake right we're both soda and i were special guests uh it is on sabbatical 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 uh but go I'm listen to care. <laughs> so go listen to no holds barred with bill benis and go check out bill's book shoot yeah tales from the <laughs> tales from the estate tales of, <laughs> of a pro wrestling veteran uh, on amazon right now stolen gimmicks pro wrestling podcast with joe and jordan uh just finished up their fantasy football stuff now we are focused on the two royal rumble pools that they have one cost 10 bucks the other one is for free um, so, go check out that. You heard the commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole, uh, the second highest rated podcast with a husband and wife in the world, according to one website. Uh, <laughs> go check out their last episode, a Q was a QA uh, episode 150. Uh, absolutely hilarious. Love that. Love those people. Love that podcast. Go check it out. Uh, just like tales from the USA, you also heard pulling up a chair with our friend Tim at a chair shots commercial, as well as you have heard the commercial for Three Brews podcast with AJ Ty and Ryan, uh, one of my absolute favorite podcasts. Um, gosh, I just I love that podcast. So go check that out. And you know that's that's all I got.
0: I Want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. If you would please rate and review and follow us on all the social media platforms. Uh, x and instagram at in the marbles pod you can also find us on facebook you can email the show in the marbles pod at gmail.com check out whatamotiver.net search by store click down to in the marbles and you'll find our t-shirts that's a really good way to support the show also a good way to support the show is go to skinnymixes.com and use code marbles at checkout for 10 percent off your first order if you want to get on uh, in on the championship belt for the in the marbles fantasy cup if you want to participate in that it's ten dollars per person send it paypal dunlap racing 53 at yahoo.com d-u-n-l-a-p racing 53 at yahoo.com and before we get out here you got anything you want to add as always peace love and And all the above and we'll see you next time in the marbles